Hello and welcome back to the Random Titty Podcast. This is Jimmy and Georgia, your host, as always, for the Random City Podcast. This week's episode, we'll discuss all sorts of things. I think this will be probably our longest episode ever, uh, which will be not that hard to do since I think the longest right now is under 20 minutes. So, this week we're going to be looking at some summer movies, um, several that I haven't talked about here previously. Inception, of course, is awesome movie, one of my new favorites, an instant classic. The Last Airbender, which has been out for a while, The Sorcerer's Apprentice as well, and also in movie news, this isn't exactly new movie news, but it's a movie I've just finally taken the time to watch. I'm a big Office fan. I like Steve Carell. Finally got around to Get Smart. Talk about that just a little bit. Going to move on over to the TV segment and talk about the new Scooby-Doo show, Mystery Incorporated, Pawn Stars, and a little Psych, and who knows what else we may find in this week's random, random episode. So, stick around to the show and enjoy the randomness, everybody. We both loved the movie. It was awesome. Graphically, the CGI looked amazing. I didn't really see anything that looked fake. At this point, I mean, I know they, they had the technology, but it keeps getting better and better. Just the the way they explained what was going on in the dreams and how awesome the dreams were. So cool. The storyline, I can see where it can confuse people because you don't exactly understand Everything, and they don't want you to understand everything, and that's kind of the point of the movie, I think, to some degree. Christopher Nolan likes to play with your head a little bit sometimes, like with Memento, and he's made some other movies. Not quite this cerebral, but still. His movies, Dark Knight and Batman Begins, aren't quite a mind-bender, but this one definitely was. And I don't want to spoil anything, but yeah, you really don't know what's reality, what's not, In some, I think, in some cases, and... Uh, just awesome. I loved it. They definitely explained enough of what was going on and how everything was working without explaining too much. Like the machine, they never explained how you were networked together for your dreams. They just accepted that you were. One of my favorite plot points in the movie was time is different in the dreams. Five minutes in the real world is an hour in a dream. And then there, again, I don't want to spoil things, but at one point, they talk of dreams within a dream, and the time is extended. So, five minutes here, an hour in the first one, and like a week in the second one, and then, yeah, just crazy stuff. And there's definitely some aspects of the dream world that I had no clue about going into the movie that was really interesting. Just amazing movie. I've only seen it once. I definitely plan to watch it again. And I think I finally decided on a rating system, Just just a generic little grade scale a to f a plus plus by the way awesome movie also i finally got around to seeing the last airbender right after inception or right before i can't remember which i think it was right before right before i saw inception i saw the airbender movie and honestly i liked it i know people have kind of bashed it here and there and talked about the death the career of m night Shyamalan and stuff like that 
granted, it was different from the cartoon, had the same basic plot, changed the names of some of the characters, which is kind of dumb. And they did talk about what was going on quite a bit. But I liked it. Granted, granted, I didn't really get into the cartoon series, so maybe I wasn't as invested in the characters and the story as some people. Maybe that's why they didn't like it as much. But I thought it was a fun movie. Good summer action movie with cool powers. I mean, the, he had some awesome power with his airbending and his waterbending. And in, in the second two movies, I, I would, if they were to make them, hopefully, I guess they would. He would learn the earthbending and then the firebending in the last movie. But you know what? It was fun. I had a good time. My wife liked it. And it hasn't made that much money and whatnot. So who knows what will happen in the, in the franchise. But you know, maybe somebody else will take over the, the helm. Maybe someone else will direct it. Or who knows? But I liked it. I would watch two more movies if they made them. Um, wasn't Inception by any means, by any stretch of the imagination. Maybe like a B minus, C plus for Last Airbender. Like, I liked it, and I would definitely like it a lot more than some movies, but wasn't that great? I, I can, you know, it was good. It was okay. So right in the middle, C. C plus maybe. Okay. The the next movie we saw was The Sorcerer's Apprentice. I saw that last weekend, I think. I don't know. I've seen a lot of movies lately, so it's kind of hard to keep up. Yeah, the 24th. We watched it on the 24th. And, again, it's a kind of a fun little summer movie. Wasn't anything too... too too awesome. I mean, it's no not Oscar winner. Hasn't made a lot of money either. It was kind of fun. I, I'm a Nick Cage fan. I know some people aren't. He was okay in the movie. He really was. He was playing a a musician uh, from Merlin's little apprentices, and uh, he's been alive for a long time and looking for Merlin's successor. And yeah, I don't want to get too far into it because you may or may not want to watch it. But it was a fun movie. Um, one line in particular made me really like it more. So, the, the main kid in the movie is like a college student. He's actually pretty good. He's kind of goofy, nerdy, nerdy guy. He's a physics guy. Okay, the main villain in the movie, really, when it comes down to it, anyway, was um, Alfred Molina. There was someone else in the story, but when it comes down to it, Alfred Molina was the main um, victim throughout the film. Maxim Horvath. He had a uh, a kind of apprentice. Drake Stone was this Chris Angel, David Blaine type dude who was using his real magic to do parlor tricks and be a, a magician. And anyway, there's this one point where Maxim Horvath is talking to somebody, and he basically uses the Jedi mind trick on someone and said, "I need to see his records or whatever at this college." Just he's trying to find the main character, um, Dave's, like where he lived or where he would be. So at, right after that, I said to my wife. These aren't the droids you're looking for. And then Drake Stone, the Chris Angel type guy, says that. Exactly. He's like, these aren't the droids you're looking for. And then he, that was like my favorite part of the movie. Enjoyed that immensely. And um, I know apart from that, it was this interesting. The kid was smart. He used his expertise in physics and kind of go along with his magical powers. And, you know, it was kind of fun. It's kind of silly. I mean, it's based on Fantasia, like for what five seconds? I mean, how long was how long was Sorcerer's Apprentice in Fantasia? Really? I mean, the Sorcerer's Apprentice was part of Fantasia that came out in 1942, and it was based on a poem from 1797. It was nine minutes, nine stinking minutes. They made a movie out of it, and it turned out pretty good, in my opinion. Pretty much. That's all I have to need to say about that. 
I will give my rating for that movie, and I would give it maybe a B minus. Like I liked it a little bit better than the last Airbender. Probably it was a little more enjoyable. It was kind of fun. Um, still wasn't the greatest movie ever, but it was good. I liked it. I'd watch it again. Um, if for no other reason, just to hear Drake Stone say, "These aren't the droids you're looking for." So yeah, whatever. All right, last on my little movie section today in the Random City podcast, and this is definitely just a random one to talk about. Is Get Smart been on DVD and Blu-ray for who knows how long. Purchased it a while back. My wife liked it. She had seen it before we got married and finally got around to watching it. It was awesome. Had a good time. Like I've talked about Chuck a lot. I love Chuck. Well, again, spy comedy. Like the whole idea of spy comedy. And after watching this movie, I'm like, okay, Heroes is canceled. Hiro Nakamura from Heroes. I'm not sure how to say his name exactly, but Masi Oka played a character named Bruce in the movie Get Smart. And after seeing Get Smart, and I, I, I have watched Heroes, and like I said, there were some things I didn't always like about Heroes, but I was a fan of Heroes. I'm like, Homeboy needs to be in Chuck. I, I know Chuck is going to change for season four. He would be awesome as a Bruce-type character in Chuck, kind of like a Q, who would make tech for Chuck and the gang. That would be amazing. And so, yeah, thought I'd throw that out there. But as far as Get Smart goes, I know it's been out for a couple years. I was surprised to see people like Bill Murray in it, like just for those few seconds he was in it. And then um, Terrence Stamp from Smallville as Jor-El and from the Superman 2 as Zod. Neil before Zod. Like, that's just awesome he was in there. And then Steve Carell, he was just being Steve Carell. He is in every movie, loud and kind of obnoxious and whatnot, but he's funny. It was good. It was just a fun little movie. And as far as like enjoyability and stuff, I definitely give it like an A. Like it's not like the Oscar winner, it's not the best written whatever, but it was fun. I had a great time and I would definitely be watching that again at some point. But yeah, totally like comedy and spy work. Awesome. So much fun. Thought I'd throw that out there. So that's all we have for our little movie section this day on the Random City Podcast. And uh, we're going to get on over to some TV talk and keep it random. So, we'll be right back. So, have you seen the new animated Scooby-Doo series, Mystery Incorporated? It's Scooby-Doo, Mystery Incorporated. It comes on Mondays at 7 p.m. So far, there's been three episodes. I'm enjoying it a lot. It's slightly reworked from the old shows. Um, slight character tweaks. Fred is all about traps. Like, that's his little gimmick, I guess, or whatever. Velma and Shaggy have a little romance going on, but he wants to keep it hidden from Scooby-Doo. All the, all the gang's um, parents are involved in one way or another. And they're in this town. It's like haunted for the most part. But anyway, it's a serialized um, Scooby-Doo thing instead of just like a random stuff like before. You know, it's like in any cartoon, it's like one episode has nothing to do with the next. And this one totally isn't like that. And it's awesome. And it's so far my favorite Scooby-Doo iteration. I um, like it better than the movies. like it better than uh, than other things I've seen. 
um, Scooby Doo wise. It's just fun. Like it has some of the feel, the old ones. It it feels fun and cool or whatever, retro in some ways. But it, it's just I like it a lot, lot better. Devoed the first four episodes and have been watching those, and it's good. It really is, and it has um. Mindy Cohn as Velma. Again, she's done that a few times. She was on The Facts of Life. Has Matthew Lillard, who was Shaggy in the movies. Frank Walker as Fred Jones. Um, but the one that I really like is the Sheriff Stone is Patrick Warburton, who was on Seinfeld. He was also in uh, The Emperor's New Groove. I love Emperor's New Groove. And he's on, he's on uh, Family Guy and stuff, too. His voices. He does a lot of voices for cartoons. It's just a fun show. It also does have Casey Kasem, the original Shaggy, as Shaggy's dad. So, I mean, it's just a fun show. And, and like I said, it's serialized, and so it's actually keeping a storyline going across. And the plot is Scooby-Doo and the gang attempt to solve creepy mysteries in the town of Crystal Cove, a place with a history of eerie supernatural events. And you should definitely check it out if you're a Scooby-Doo fan. I've been a Scooby-Doo fan my whole life, and this is my favorite version thus far. Um, also, on the TV front of things, I'm watching a lot of Pawn Stars on the History Channel, and it's a fun show. I, I really have enjoyed learning some stuff. I mean, I, I think like every other reality show, I think it's fake as far as some of the stuff that goes on there, but it's still fun. Like, I just it's just random to me that people would bring this junk into this pawn shop. Like, really, like bring this just weird stuff in there to try to sell it. I'm like, that's just strange. But it's got uh, Rick Harrison as like the main guy, and his got Big Hoss, the old man is like Rick's dad, and then Big Hoss is his son, and they just have random junk in the pawn shop, and they buy it or they don't, and it's just kind of fun. Like I don't know why <laughs> people bring in a gun or a watch or some old jewelry or whatever, and they're like, yeah, this is from 1783, and it's awesome, and I want to buy it for six thousand dollars. It's like, wow, how do you even have $6,000 for this junk? I mean, it's just it's just weird. Yeah, it's on random time. Seems like it's on every night almost. I've probably seen most of the episodes here the last few months. That's kind of fun. Check it out if you haven't seen it. Okay, also, I don't know if I've ever mentioned this on the show. I love Psych. Psych is like my other favorite show right now that Lost is over. And there's some shows I'm excited about coming out like The Event, Pauline Skies, but as of right now, three favorite TV shows that are still on TV are Chuck number one, Psych number two, and Smallville number three. Since NBC Universal owns NBC and USA, they need to do a crossover between Chuck and Psych. That would be awesome. Sean and Gus and Chuck and Morgan or Chuck and whoever or just be phenomenal. They were both in California. It wouldn't be that hard for someone to go down to Santa Barbara or someone to come up to Burbank. This last week there was an episode out um, about possible UFO alien abductions. Really was fun, and it even had Freddie Prince Jr. in it, which I haven't seen do anything since Scooby Doo Two. And it was a great episode. It was one of my favorites thus far of this of the show. It seems like the show gets better and better and better. And speaking of Psych, I was out there looking around for Psych podcasts. I found one with these three ladies from kind of all over the world, Holland and I think maybe the U.S. A couple of them. But I couldn't find, like, a real one, like an official psych podcast. And I couldn't find, like, a popular one, kind of like, you know, the Lost Podcast with Jay and Jack or something like that. I couldn't find anything like that for psych. I'm like, well, somebody needs to do that because psych is awesome. 
And, I mean, I know this is the fifth season, so maybe it's too late to start one. But I was even thinking maybe me and my wife should start a psych podcast because she's really into psych. I don't know. I'm not sure. Maybe my wife and I will start a Chuck slash psych podcast. That would be fun. Because those are kind of similar shows. And maybe, like, yeah, those are some of the funniest shows on TV. And I'm not sure if they're necessarily classified as comedy, but they're awesome. Love them. Favorites. So, yeah, I'm excited about Chuck and Psych, can you tell? Speaking of TV news, uh, I know I've mentioned it before. I am working on two other podcasts already, so maybe that'll be a third other one. Who knows? But I am working on one for the event on NBC coming out September 20th, 9 p.m., following the Chuck Season 4 premiere. And I'm also working on one for a new TNT show that actually won't be out till next summer, if, as in 2011, called Falling Skies. And you can visit either of those shows' podcast webpages at www.whatistheeventpodcast.com. That's www.whatistheeventpodcast.com. Or, for the other show, fallingskiescast.com. And there's information there, Twitter accounts and Facebook pages and all the rest if you'd like to check out those two shows. That would be awesome. And so, I guess that's going to wrap up our TV talk for the week. And... To wrap up the show, we're going to have a little little comic book talk. week on Tuesday, Iron Man, The Invincible Iron Man by Matt Fraction, Volume 4, Stark Disassembled, was released. It came out the 27th of this month, and I got my copy in on the 29th, and I read it on the 29th, and it was awesome. Like, I had read the first 19, I always want to call them episodes, the first 19 comics in the first large, like, omnibus, and this is the first smaller version I've, I've purchased, but... It was quick read. I read it just a little over an hour. I don't know how quickly you read comics, but that's how long it took me. And it was great. Like, totally. I'd, I'd been wondering what had happened. See, what had happened was, I was wondering about that because I'd read the first 19. I'd gotten that a couple months ago. And I was like, okay, what happens next? And I went to the store, and it was several issues ahead. I think they were already on, like, 25 or 26. And I was like, well, I can order the other issues online, blah, blah, blah. And so I was just like, okay, forget it. I'll just wait for the book to come out. And I did. And it was fun. Like, it was cool. What had happened throughout the thing, and I don't want to spoil it. I don't know if you're going to get into, I don't know if you're into comics or if you read Invis Wonder Man. But it was, a, it was a good little story arc on these five comics. Had some fun characters in there. Some good action. And it was, it was fun. I, I really enjoyed it. And I, I'm really starting to look out for some other comics that I would want to get into. Like, Invisible Army is really the first ones that I've bought in a few years. I got when the Buffy and Angel comics really came out with Season 8 and Season 6. I got a few of those to start out those. I'm not sure how many exactly. I'd have to look. And I read through the ones I purchased up to a point, And then I got behind and I bought several and I don't think I've read those. So they're in a box somewhere. And I like those. But for whatever reason, I'm really into these Iron Man comics. And Matt Fraction is awesome. He does a great job with the stories. And I really just do hope that in the future, 
you know, whenever it is, like 2014, uh, that that um, John Favreau maybe will pull some ideas from these comics to make the next Iron Man movie really good after the Avengers movie. Speaking of Iron Man, I may go watch that again this weekend. It's in our um, cheap theater here in town right now, in the $2 theater, $1.99 theater. Uh, I probably could go watch it for the third time. And then I was thinking about that. I've never watched the movie in theaters three times. I've seen a bunch of them twice in theaters. Even this year, I've seen several in the movie theaters twice. But I'm really thinking of probably going to see that again. So, yeah, that'd be fun. If you're into comics at all, or even if you just like Iron Man, check out The Invisible Iron Man. You can get um, them individually in volumes one through four, or you can do like I did and spend uh, a little less and get the first 19 all together. And that's awesome. Because I got that right after we watched Iron Man 2, like to the beginning of the May. So it's been about two months ago. And I really enjoyed it. So you should check it out. And hey, you know what? Since I'm talking about it, I'm going to put up a link on the site for the Invisible Iron Man Omnibus Volume 1 hardcover. Right now on Amazon, it's twenty six thirty nine new. And if you have Amazon Prime, it'll be like free second day shipping. Or you can get it used for a little bit cheaper, but you have to pay shipping. So just get it from Amazon. It's awesome and cheap and stuff. And then you can get Volume 4, the one I was just talking about, for thirteen fifty nine. is what I paid. And so check those um, two books out, and it'll be, it'll be cool. So anyway, I guess that's going to wrap us up for this maybe extra long edition of the Random City Podcast. I know it's still not very long compared to the Media Junkyard two-hour jam-packed episodes, but hey, I kind of ramble and don't talk a lot about stuff, I've noticed. So hopefully <laughs> you've enjoyed what you've heard and you'll keep listening to the Random City Podcast. Email us at randomcitypodcast at gmail.com. Call us on the random line, 77371-RANDOM. You know, send us a tweet. You can follow us at twitter.com slash randomcity. Check us out on Facebook. Stay random, everybody. Stay random, everybody.